0: I'm Jen Y Kate.
1: And I'm Gen Xer Jeremy. And, and together, together we're, we're talking, talking serious, serious shit.
0: shit. Jeremy. Kate. Tell me about the weather.
1: Oh, the we- and the weather in Glasgow.
0: Specifically, Glasgow. Yeah,
1: well, when I went there as a backpacker, the, um, uh, the tourist guide said there was only two weather patterns for uh, Glasgow, mm-hmm. it was dramatic and atmospheric, and that was it. Actually, it was the other way around, atmospheric and then dramatic. Dramatic. Well, let's just say it's all dramatic. It's all dramatic at the moment.
0: All right. Elaborate, please. So,
1: Glasgow. So, Glasgow is in the news because there's going to be a big global uh, climate uh, change conference held by the UN there. Uh, It's called COPE26, which is the Conference of the Parties, Uh, and it's all attended by the countries that signed to the United Nations Framework of Climate Change. Now... There's a lot of pressure on governments to turn up to this because we saw in the news the Queen even had a bit of a go at countries not coming um, because Russia aren't coming and China's not coming. And there was a question mark over Australia at the time.
0: I don't want to piss off the we Queen. We
1: don't want to go. No, she was quite... And then Charles was having a go. Anyway, oh dear. Scott Morrison is going.
0: Great. And Good. this is
1: the conference where they will... The world will say we will meet uh the the target of net zero emissions by 2050.
0: okay what does net zero specifically mean
1: so what it means is that at the ma- at the moment where we are producing far more greenhouse gases than we can actually deal with in the sense that it's warming up the earth okay right? you know yeah and so the United Nations climate uh, action on climate change said we must limit the growth of temperature to the world i think it's around two degrees they want you know between right. one two to Two degrees. Okay. They thought we can we can sort of handle that. To do that, we need to bring down carbon emissions and we need to bring down greenhouse gases. So the original Paris Agreement, which was the one before this, sort of said we will do that um, uh, by, you know, admitting to net zero uh, by 2050, but that was sort of a global, re- global sort of deal where this one is actually going to say each country must commit themselves to doing it because... You know, a country like Australia, for example, we only at you know a one percent of all right. the gases. You okay. know, so some would argue, well, Australia doesn't really need to do it. We're we're only so small. I don't we're, think
0: anyone would argue that.
1: Well, some people in the National Party are Oh-ho-ho. arguing that. Um, Surely not. Yeah. So so this is sort of we'll be tying countries into saying, okay, you're going to meet the requirements of that, and that's a that's a big jump because a lot has to happen. Okay. To make that possible.
0: All right. OK, so tell us a little bit about what Australia has done so far, if anything.
1: Well, I think, look, again, like when it's many things, you've you, you got to look back 10 years or plus 10 years to mm-hmm. say this is how we got into the situation. OK. And look, to be fair, I think, it, you know, I'm not wrong in saying that Australia has been dragged kicking and screaming into some climate change. Change action within this area because it's been such a political hot potato right. for both parties. Okay, so let's rewind back to uh, an era when I, I don't even know how old. I don't want to know how old you were in 1997. Um, I was four. Four. There mm. we go. So you, yeah, you would you would be aware. Just you, a wee re, lass. you would remember that. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact is that Australia. The day. <laughs> Australia had signed up to an agreement called the Kyoto Agreement, which was, again, a United, United Nations climate change agreement. But John Howard said, we won't ratify it, which means we signed the agreement, but we didn't actually confirm it through the parliament. We, we didn't actually ratify it to say we would actually meet these conditions. So that became a bit of a political hot wow. potato uh, back in 1997. Fast forward to the 2007 election. John Howard sort of had decided that he realised that climate change was a bit of an issue. So he went to the election actually saying... I will in I will put in a emissions trading scheme mm-hmm. which is designed to put a price on carbon so if you pollute with carbon we will tax you on it or we, we will give you a penalty unless you offset that with something right. like you okay. know so so it was a trading scheme so you could admit carbon here but you had to sort of buy further further you know, credits there.
0: Yeah, okay, that okay. makes
1: sense. So he went to the election with that. He lost the election, and Rudd Rudd won the election. But also, Rudd had the the same uh, policy. And in fact, he, he he actually came into the government and ratified the Kyoto Agreement. Right. So when Rudd actually sat down and put to implement his, he did a deal with Malcolm Turnbull, who was then the leader of the opposition, to say this is you know we both had a policy on this, so this is the, what we'll agree on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, cut a long story short. Uh, Well, short, yeah, anyway. Uh, (laughs) Nice. Um, Tony Abbott said, wait a minute, I've got problems with this. So is a big part of the party room in the Liberal Party. And he then challenged Malcolm Turnbull. He was voted out on this issue. Okay, this was the issue that caused the leadership change in the Liberal Party. So all of a sudden it became a political hot potato for the Liberal Party and the National Party um, where it hadn't been before... When John Howard had gone to the election. And
0: so far, nothing's happened. So We've far, been talking no, no, about no, it nothing's happened. So right. then, okay.
1: And then, so Rudd said, okay, the opposition won't support it, I'll go to the Greens. The Greens then said, no, it doesn't do enough. It doesn't do enough. It's too weak. So we won't support it. So Rudd then had nothing. So we ended up with nothing again. Uh, By this time, remember, Rudd was outed by Gillard. Gillard was in. And again, by this time, Tony Abbott had really effectively, with the help of media, with the Australian Daily Telegraph, the Courier Mail, had really made carbon tax, Mm -hmm. which became the chant, uh, a real lethal weapon politically. To the point where Gillard said and made the promise during the election campaign, no carbon tax under my government. When I that I lead, so right. So you even had Labor then saying we won't do it. So real reversal there. Um, anyway, she got into government by having to go to the Greens because she didn't get enough to form government in her own right. Tony Abbott didn't have enough to form. They had a minority government. So the Greens obviously said we want a carbon tax. So again, that came up about again the political world. Again, the carbon tax fitted into Tony Abbott's um you know mantra and um, so then we saw uh, the Abbott government elected. The carbon tax was removed um, that, that Gillard had put in. And so all of a sudden um, then Turnbull became prime minister again. And, again, there was a lot of other issues going on. It wasn't just, you know, wasn't...
0: Just environmental It wasn't based.
1: just environmental yes. base. But then Turnbull's back in there. Turnbull's very wary of upsetting the apple cart because he had lost his job previously. So mm. he had been trying to negotiate a national energy guarantee uh, between all... All the parties that didn't happen. No, they weren't happy, and then he was out again, and then Morrison came, and Morrison realised, you know, I don't want to touch any of this. This is just too hard. It's fair. And Labor's <laughs> the same. And Labor's the same too. Labor was sort of saying, oh, well, while they agreed with, with with doing climate action, they weren't, you know, they were very worried about getting politically attacked. But then the bushfires happened in 2019, and I think, and and also the Biden um, election. And the world changed. And I think what's happened now is that Australia has been left realising it actually has to make a decision here sure. because the world has moved. And, um, and again, underscoring all this, the reason why there's so much, uh, so many people motivated to stop any action is because of coal.
0: Okay. Coal.
1: Coal. You know, that...
0: What I get for Christmas? Yes, it no so, doesn't come. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> because Australia is a big producer of coal. We are one of the world's biggest producers of coal. It uh, makes up eighty percent of the energy that we actually use. Our electricity is done from coal. So there's a lot of people that jobs depend yeah, on. Yeah, I was coal. about
0: to say a lot of people that rely on that for yes, work. That's right? right? Yeah, of course. So
1: that's why it's a political hot potato. So. The um, the National Party, which is part of the coalition government, um, and the reason why you know we we're waiting to see this weekend whether or not they were going to come out and support Morrison going mm, to Glasgow okay. and saying that he will sign Australia up to a net zero um, target, which the opposition agrees with, mm-hmm. and so Labor are already signed up to that. The Liberals are signed up Wait, to we're that.
0: We're all agreeing on something, except
1: for the Nats. The Nats oh, aren't the okay. Nats aren't there yet. So, but you know the they really are the odd ones out here. Right. You know, there are... So the Business Council of Australia, the, the chief lobby group for big business, including the miners, some yeah. of the miners, are saying we've got to sign up. We've got to do this. The National Farmers Federation.
0: We've got to do this.
1: We've got to do this. Twiggy Forest, the, one of the biggest miners in Australia, mind you, I don't. he doesn't do coal, or he might do a little bit of coal, but he's mainly iron ore, came out, we've got to do this.
0: The people are rallying.
1: The people are rallying. So big change and and the other big thing that's changing is that our australia is at risk of being so isolated that it affects our economy the reserve bank which you know they don't normally say anything saying the world is moving on this and we really risk our economy if we don't move as well that the later we leave it the harder it's going to be so you know, the, the problem is when the Nats say, oh, this is going to cost jobs, it's going to cost jobs anyway. anyway. You know, course. what we've got to do is put in policies to make sure that we can try and save as many jobs by bringing in new technologies. For
0: sure, exactly. I know you've got to move with the times, right?
1: Exactly. And look, so solar's really big, mm-hmm. you know, and what we've seen is, a, and, and what sort of changed all this is that, you know, 10 years ago, solar would have cost more than double what coal costs to produce electricity. Okay. But we have seen, to this day, today, now solar is actually cheaper than coal. Right. Um, to produce. So, so it doesn't
0: make sense to so keep, yes, yeah. So
1: the world's now moving towards sure. that. So you're seeing, and it's not just, you know, Europea, the Europeans who have been moving quite fast. China is now the biggest, rolling out more solar than anyone in the world, followed not far behind by the USA. Right. So you're seeing China and the USA, at one about the solar, uh, the need for solar, both committed to, to the 2050 Glasgow, Glasgow uh, agreement. So
0: that's got to mean something, right?
1: It's got to mean something. And it means, you know, yes, there is some transition. And that's why, you know, the Queensland government, the New South Wales government are investing billions in creating hydrogen industries. Mm-hmm. So they're wanting to say, OK, well, let's, let's make sure that we solar can't meet all our needs because when it's cloudy, when it's nighttime.
0: It's night time for half the time. It is
1: night <laughs> for half the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You should go to the solar business.
0: I've always thought that. So, yeah.
1: So so real real change in dynamics, um, real change in global attitudes here and Australia has sort of been left... You know, Boris Johnson is really strong on this. Mm-hmm. And can I... This is one thing that I just... And I, I love to promote it whenever I can. I want to give you a quote. Okay. And your listeners will... And, and, and this is a quote, and I won't tell you who it is until the very end, okay? What we are now doing to the world is new in the experience of the Earth. It is mankind and his activities that are changing the environment of our planet in damaging and dangerous ways. The result is that change is in future is likely to be more, more fundamental and more widespread than anything we have known. The environmental challenge that confronts the whole world demands an equivalent response from the whole world. Every country will be affected and no one can opt out. Those countries who are industrialised must contribute more to help those who are not.
0: Pretty powerful stuff.
1: Margaret Thatcher, 1989.
0: She could she could feel it.
1: 1989. Margaret she Thatcher, it the happening. queen of conservative side of politics, realised this in 1989. That was a speech to the UN. Mm-hmm. She was the first global leader to push this. And still, that was 1989. And
0: we're... Still kicking 20, the can down the road. 2021, <laughs> and we still haven't
1: made up, you know, a decision. So,
0: Honestly... Got a bit of pressure on us, don't bit we? Bit of pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: because we we did kick this can down the road for 10 years.
0: Honestly, just couldn't make a call, could we? Make a call. Make a
1: call. Yeah. Thanks. And, you know, and it, it does. It, there are seats. You saw Tony Abbott lose his seat on the environment issues. Um, you see that, uh, obviously, there's some st- things in Queensland. And, look, to be fair, the biggest trade... Um, the biggest trade policy in Queensland or the biggest trade commodity is coal, by far, you know, by far. So... You then,
0: can you can understand the apprehension. Yeah. So, yes. look, you know,
1: I figured I'd just pluck out of my head. Like $37 billion, uh of, of, of major trade export for Queensland is coal. The second one is beef at five.
0: It's, so a, big, it's a big huge difference. Yeah, it makes huge a difference. difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, anyway, Kate.
0: Wow. What are you... I don't know if you can answer this question. What
1: probably not.
0: <laughs> what do you reckon the outcome will be for Australia at the Glasgow Agreement?
1: Well look, I hope that we can finally say, Okay, well, let's take a leadership role here. Let's let's put some money into, you know, hydrogen. Let's make us you know, we should be the world leader in solar. I agree. You know, we got, how much bloody sun do we get out there? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: It's a sunny place. It's a sunny place, <laughs> you know.
1: And we should be the world leader in solar. We should be the the go-to country when it comes to solar technology advancement. But we're not.
0: We let politics you know, get in the way. The
1: United States has taken the lead. China's taken the lead. And, and we, you know, so hopefully, you know, as I said, the New South Wales government and state government, New South Wales and Queensland state governments are investing in the hydrogen, you know. <gasps>
0: This is a very exciting time.
1: So, anyway, we hope you learned something. Um, please keep um, sending us uh, likes and spread the love.
0: Yes, and let us know if there's anything that you'd like to know more about. We promise to know just a little bit more than most people on the topic.
1: Well, that's a stretch. <laughs> that's a stretch goal. <laughs> All Until right.
0: next time.